Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience 2020 Travelers Championships Picks, Bets, Preview, One and Done, Recap of last week. We got it all for you. I do want to let everyone know to play in the best tournament on DraftKings, the Pat Mayo Experience Open. The link in the description of this video in podcast. No rake in the tournament. The best payout structure there is on DraftKings. Expanded to 5,000 spots this week. We fill it up early again. That number's only going to go up, and we'll probably culminate with the PGA Championship. I mean, we had 10,000 for the Masters last year. I'd like to get back up to like 7,500 on a weekly basis. That'd be amazing. So go play in the Pat Mayo Experience Open. Also, smash the like button to the video. Give me your favorite play from beyond, 100 to 1 this week. That would be fantastic. And also, rate and review the Pat Mayo Experience audio version. You take your phone when you're listening to it, scroll to the bottom of the Pat Mayo Experience, hit that five-star button, Boom. It's like a 10-second thing. Less than that. 10 seconds. Although, I do know that Jeff Feinberg still hasn't done it. <laughs> I said I would last week. And I, you did. I didn't, I didn't do it. I did look for it, though. You're doing a good job. Am I supporting do- the show. Can I just ask a question? Sure. Do I need an Apple account? No, you can do it on almost any platform. Like, what system do you listen to podcasts through? Well, I kind of just listen to them through their browser. Really? I know, but that's why I'm always looking to rank this thing five stars. Yeah, that one's gonna, that one's gonna option. be tough if you're on like Chrome or you're probably using like Safari going through it. I don't listen who are you, who are you, to a ton, and some not nearly as close as Cust, but maybe in that element, yeah. All right, well, the write up for the Travelers is already out on DKPlaybook.com. You can find that in the description. The first look for the Travelers Championship show I recorded I'm recording it on Saturday afternoons is sort of a hey here's who to watch I kind of like doing it because it's where I got back onto web last week where I'm just kind of looking at the first two days of stats of the guys who missed the cut but it gives me like hey here are the guys through three rounds I kind of want to target then I watch them on Sunday and be like oh are we going to do this are we not going to do this so I feel like it's it's been beneficial to me I think in terms of my planning for everything I hope that people are enjoying that and we got a lot of stuff to get through here. FantasyNational.com, by the way. FantasyNational.com slash Mayo gets you 20% off. Good week for members of Fantasy National, as it turned out. I mean, we had a good week. A good week for everybody, but a great week for a lot of people. So, founding member of FantasyNational.com. Nathan Elliott constructed the optimal lineup on DraftKings. There is no better lineup within the salary cap that he could have constructed. And guess where he put that lineup, Jeff? 
In the millionaire. In the millionaire maker. Shout out. Nasty Nate. That is a million bucks. That is like unheard of. Longtime listener of the show, too. Back like Pat Mayo hour days is when Nathan came on board watching the show. So this is amazing. I love I mean, nothing I, I love winning. I love when we both win, but when everyone can win, it's it's fucking amazing. And it always feels better when people who you know have sort of been along for the ride for a long time. Uh, cash their big ticket. The optimal lineup to actually hit that thing is insane. And I was joking with you. I'm not the big horse guy. I don't know what the exact terminology is, but uh, like the super tri, the super 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 trifecta. He essentially hit it, and that would probably pay over a million bucks. Yeah, It'd, like, like I, he called one through six. Well, no, he did. I don't. He didn't have one through six because oh. Brooks didn't come sixth. He has had the draft because he made so many Eagles. The DraftKings scoring was so, higher than Sergio. Uh, okay, you're right. Oh, the Eagle bonanza. And now there's so many birdie runs and the Eagles this week. Uh, DraftKings scoring. There are a lot of people thinking they were probably scoring well and humbling when they saw their placing. But amazing. Million bucks. That's uh, be nice. I'd use it. I could use a million bucks. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. So you just get right back on the horse this week? Yeah. Like I- roster... Because you mentioned it, you think you only had five tickets in the Millie Maker. Me? Yeah. Oh, I've I played twenty lives. In the no, I'm, um, I I don't know exactly how many you had. I don't think it was many though. That's amazing. Good, congrats. That's awesome. Yeah, it's great to see. And it wasn't just him. So over a hundred people showed me their web to win tickets at twenty anywhere between twenty eight and thirty to one. I guess DraftKings Sportsbook was giving away a three twenty five dollar play. So I just saw a bunch of people put the $25 play onto web and won. Like, that's great. <laughs> free, that's legit yeah. free. McCuss so jealous of all that free money. Uh, oh, he's burning it. Yeah. I mean, we, we should thank Cuss for tweeting out that you, using web and betting on web was letting your money on fire before the tournament started. That really worked out well for us. Yeah. He was just picking, piggybacking that whole, like, I don't know, terminology of hating on, like, a popular player. And he chose to scorn Webb. And it's funny to see that Webb was the highest owned guy last week on DraftKings at Colonial, and he misses the cut. What happens? No one jumps off, and he remains the highest owned guy at Heritage, and he wins. Like there used to be a point in DraftKings golf before people were a bit too sharp, like they are now, where if a guy missed the cut, it's like can't use that guy ever again. He missed the cut, and it deterred no one. Yeah. I don't know. Webb mentioned that he, uh, no fans is kind of jarring for him his first round at Colonial. Everything sort of started to get back to web form in the second round of Colonial. Obviously missed the cut. I was happy. My ears were perked up to all this web talk. He's a guy I don't normally put on my outright cards, but you couldn't ignore it. Short course, Webb Simpson, uh, the irons in the second round of Colonial seem to be back to what they were. And I would say him and Answer never felt like they were scrambling at one point. Because I had tickets on both of them on the weekend, and it never felt like they were out of position, ever. And when Webb was out of position, he'd make these insane shots from the native areas. Yeah, so we'll get into the recap here in a second. I got a few more shout-outs to go, because it wasn't just a million bucks won by Nathan that came through, or any of the hundred tickets. There was a bunch of stuff from Colin, Paul and Cody from the UFC show last week. I hit a bunch of big parlays. Paul gave us that parlay like three weeks ago. We finally cashed it in when Blades won. That was awesome. Looking two fight cards ahead. Paul doing the hard work out here. So I even saw people parlay Web and Blades together. <laughs> I saw that ticket out there. It only juiced it up to like 37 to 1 or something like that. But still, but Alex Mish. 
Michetti. Michelletti. Michelletti. Either way, he cleared almost $11,000 this week on DraftKings. Ian, around 150 in, 7,000 out on DraftKings. Michael Kimmy, 61 in, 15,000 out this week. It's pretty good. Corey Eastman, 25 into 1,300. Jed took down the $150 single entry this week. That's got to think that's at least 15,000 bucks, 10,000 probably at least. Ryan Fuller, 45 into 1500. Brian Kofi, won 1750. Nakey Yakey, 125 into 1550. DLC signed up for fantasynational.com this week, turned 22 into 155. Sosa, same thing in his second week ever playing DK golf, 83 bucks into 624. Great week for everyone. And Sergio coming through for me with that top 6 at 50 to 1 was I was hoping he could win. It was a big ticket. Uh, yeah. There were a lot of uh, big tickets. I had a buddy that had a ticket that paid nearly ten grand on Hatton Live 220. Did he play the each way on it? Yes. Okay, and good. That, pay, that, that paid, paid huge, yeah. Uh, over 1400 bucks. Yeah, like I went 10 and 10 on when I bet Sergio. What a ticket. So at 250 to 1. So if he had won, it would have paid a $20 bet, would have paid 3000 But it was 500 bucks on the top six. So I was very happy with that. And I got in on uh, Action Network's Josh Perry's touting on Thursday night of Answer on that really, that site we like to make fun of that'll either have a guy 40 points short or 40 <laughs> points long. Uh, well, most people had Answer at like 70 on Thursday. They had him at a 125. There we go. And uh, people, you people play the each way there, so lost that aspect of it. But it was a great he, – he had that early morning Friday round, sort of like Hatton, and just made it all happen. And uh, uh, remarkable. I don't think he also found trouble at any point. So, yeah, and uh, there was a lot of people jumping on Neiman after round one, too. So all the guys, like, who had the poor putting days, like, I jumped on Sergio, someone jumped on Hatton, Neiman, Answer, and those guys were the ones who ended up storming the leaderboard. I thought every Answer putt on Sunday from, like, 35 feet was going to fall, and none of them fell until he basically got to 17. I I was like, no, no, don't make this one. Just miss it like you do with the rest of them. But Hatton was making everything. Everything. Everything until he wasn't. So we finally okay. stopped making everything. Okay. Answer, both Webb and Answer on Saturday uh, had birdie putts all day, and they couldn't hit them. They were not dropping. It was infuriating. Answer was negative strokes putting. I believe late in the broadcast yesterday, the uh, CBS finally acknowledged she's like 74th in the field on the weekend uh, in strokes gain putting web lost strokes putting Saturday. I was starting to get tilted and Hatton was hitting everything. He wasn't, he was incredibly consistent, almost as consistent as those guys. But on Saturday, he was in that like 18 to 24 foot range and things were just dropping birdie, 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 birdie. And even Saturday, much Sunday, much like the other players who were playing well, he didn't really find trouble until he made that one great part save when he short-sided himself in the bunker. And then he was uh, in a fairway bunker and sort of cut the trees and dropped in the native area and almost made another par. But everyone was hitting these putts that looked in from four feet out. Like, everybody. There was nothing more tilting than burger chipping in on 17. I thought he was going to go on a ride. I was like, oh, no, he's going to birdie 18. He's here again. He's here again. But then Webb just... 
it was so frustrating holding the web ticket because I thought he was finished because he was not making putts on the fr- like Saturday was one thing like he made every putt on Friday. So like, like water found its level yeah. a bit on Saturday. We're still the outright betting favorite, sleeping on it Saturday night. But but then he starts on Sunday and then like he's he missed yeah. like ten feet missed, twelve feet missed. Like you don't expect your guy to make all of them. You want him to make one of them, like that kind of thing. Just to get and yeah. then yeah. but he's like. Looking a bit unconfident on the tee. The irons are like, they're good, but like it doesn't look like he's really feeling it. He gets to 11 or 12, whatever it was, and he made that like 17-foot birdie putt, jarred it. And from that point on, Webb's like demeanor changed, his posture changed. Every time he had a shot, there was no like, it was just pick it up, walk away, and the putts just started going in center cup every fucking time it was awesome and then i got so terrified after answer made his putt on 17 to get within one and webb had that long one from across the green he left it three feet short two and a half feet short i was like oh god he's gonna miss this and answer's gonna birdie 18 after people were like taking victory laps i don't like to take the victory lap until it's set in stone i've had it flip on me way too many times 18 was a very gettable pin yeah. i mean it like maybe not to get at it the guy who i saw get the closest was actually rose and he missed the three and a half footer we got from the blimp cam but people were able to get that thing 15 feet under the pin all day and give it a great look except sergio and um and answer needed it the most and kind of ended up in similar spots you know they guess they came out of theirs you, you want to know bit. a fun sergio fact for the week he finished three strokes behind and missed five putts inside five feet. I believe it. I believe it. Uh, Rose might have been uh, the same. Another great, great week. I, I, just well, phenomenal. This is what I wanted to kind of hit on. You tweeted about it, and I had mentioned it right when we came back on air. Like, there's In terms of the betting, in terms of DraftKings, all you can really ask for is to have a chance on Sunday. And that's just the sweat comes back. Like, the, like oh, you're sweating every single shot. I gave out the most... I called it an awkwardly aggressive fist pump when Webb make that, made the putt on 17. Just stood up off my couch like, yeah, here we go. Yeah, felt, uh, No one else was around. No. I felt like a total moron but, about no, two seconds uh-uh. afterwards. Like, what am I doing? Uh, either way, so you want that sweat. Like, that's fun to have back. But with these all-star fields, these first two courses could not have been better. Because I saw Peter Costas tweet out on the weekend that it wasn't like, oh, people, the narrative that Bombers can't play well at Harbortown is really out the window. I don't believe anyone said that, either of the past two weeks, that Bombers wouldn't play well. The point was, the shorter hitters can also play yeah. well, unlike going to Doral or something like that, where Bombers only. Or if you look at like the Riviera leaderboard, because that is just Bombers and maybe one or two short-hitting guys. At least at these courses, they're short enough where people can compete. Everyone in the field can compete if you have a good week. And the same thing for travelers coming up this week. It's 6,800 yards. Anyone can compete here as long as you're striking the ball really well. Um, So I think that's really made these Sundays super interesting, that if we were at some of the more historic, like, bomber-type courses, that we would see more separation on Sunday instead of having 23 guys within four strokes of the leaderboard. I completely agree. It was uh, no, you called it, and I sort of touted it on the weekend that this was something you had uh, been alluding to. And I want to say people might have their shots, but the three greatest web shots from the weekend, in my opinion, was on number three on Saturday, where he was stymied behind a tree and he cut it like a champ. Oh, that that uh, low, that little like, low hook. Yeah, and he got it like to eighteen feet for birdie. He didn't hit the putt. He didn't hit anything on Saturday. And his two approaches into 15 on the weekend 
uh, just skying I, the I hybrid. He, yeah, the I water. thought he was in the water. You don't see <laughs> so they, Well, the camera didn't know where it went. I was like, oh, God. You just know, it. Yeah, you just know the water's there. You know they can clip the trees. They're trying to take it over. An answer shot on 15 was exquisite as, as well. Uh, but Webb's two shots into 15, when even some of the bigger hitters weren't really even taking it on a lot of the tournament, was outstanding. And you can't not mention, I guess, Brooks's shot on nine. It was reminiscent of the classic DJ drives that like stick out in our mind. The one from Tournament of Champions, the one from Northern Trust. Like when you're that good with the driver, yeah. like you're gonna feast on these short par fours. And we got so many short par fours this week. So many. And, Only one's drivable though. <laughs> and before we move on, although I guess we'll talk about them in the breakdown. Bryson, I mean, happy I was able to like resist betting him. Just if I'm going to bet Bryson he at was that number, he needs to be able to use his best asset. But again, par five scoring, at least maybe this is just my memory. Colonial killed him, and I think it killed him again. I don't know, but then he'll get to those par fours and putt from 10 feet for, for the entire tournament. And then we're going to get to the tournament, Pat, where he... It's Sunday, and CBS lets us know he's like 21 of 21 from inside like eight feet. Or, well, I guess you're like, hit a ton of putts from inside eight feet because you count the one-footers. But you know what I mean? That insane, like, great stat where he doesn't miss anything um, in that range, and he's going to win tournaments by seven strokes. I believe EP, Eric Patterson, pointed this out on Twitter last night, that the third round for Bryson has been destroying it's it's like classic fleetwood stuff i classic i was golfing uh the day before the fantasy dfs open i don't know that that saturday's horrible too so i'm just looking back on it right now so the part mexico the mexico saturday not the honda saturday yeah, i'm, I'm, talking I'm, I'm about. looking at it right now so at heritage uh he in the third round he lost almost two strokes to the field on par fives gained the other three days but in the third round didn't make one on par five uh, third round in Mexico, lost over three strokes to the field on par fives. Uh, third round at Genesis, lost a stroke and a half to the field on the par fives. And he's a good par five yeah. player. Safeway, lost a stroke to the field on the par fives uh, in the third round. So it's just some, something with the third round just isn't meshing with yeah, Bryson at all. Uh, he has a Fleetwood Saturday type vibe. I totally agree with that. So... You want to get into the Travelers then? But he contends every week, even at courses that don't fit his strength because he's the best player. He might be the best in player the in the world right now. So here's the thing. <laughs> Let's get to Travelers. Travelers Championship, oh, TPC River Highlands, just outside of Hartford. It is 6,841 yards. Poa Greens with a bent grass mix. Uh, I think you could probably try to rely on, I mean, putting data is fickle as it is anyway because there's not a huge sample. Different points of the year, different points of the country. But Poa is what I'd look for. Or if you wanted to really isolate on some of the Poa courses in the Northeast, that's probably more telling. Another Pete Dye course, back-to-back weeks and again like the past two weeks you need to well i mean any sort of length will play but driver means more at this course for a lot of players like even the bombers can really go hog wild if they want high percentage of greens of regulation high percentage of driving accuracy from the field versus the average tour event so i'm just big on ball striking this week who are the guys that ball strike the best give me them uh and there's gonna be a couple course history guys because Pete Dye tracks this course. We just see the same names because it's usually similar players that pop up every single year. But past winners, Chez minus 17 coming off a great U.S. Open last year. Bubba minus 17. Spieth with the chip in in the playoff over Berger 
to win three years ago at minus 12. Russell Knox, we hit that one, minus 14. Bubba, minus 16. Streelman birdied out to win at minus 15. The Duke, Ken Duke, minus 12 in 2013. Leishman, Freddie Axe, and Bubba in 2010. This is a Bubba track. Yeah. I, I, shocker, I'm betting Bubba this week. I don't care. <laughs> I remember that 2010 win. I think it was Bubba's first career win. I, I was now, with Cam. It, I think it was Zurich was his first career win. Another uh, Pete Dye course, by the way. Where he, like, they went off the air with him, like, bawling to Faraday. <laughs> I was with, I was working with Cam back then, and Cam hit that ticket. So it's just Cam a, hit, a Cam hit Burger and Webb first two weeks back. Giddy up, Cammy. Good for, good for, uh, Cam's going to the premium grocery store this week because he always says when things are running hot, you got to like load up the meat freezer. So instead of like pressing his gambling and upping his bet, he's just going to go buy better groceries. Yeah, he's buying better groceries and he's stocking up for the cold streak. So he's still got uh, drumsticks and meat. Feels like we're going to hit a cold streak here soon. Uh, We've hit three or four winners. You've hit five of six four of five four of five and the one we didn't hit felt like we had it surrounded so i i feel like we're in for a cold streak but i would have said that to you off air last week before heritage so let's let's keep giving her a Uh, lot of people on hot streaks and again before we break down the board pat going back to the adam scott win which i think was a 25 28 i think it was 33 33 to one and that was followed by reed in mexico at like 28 or 30. And that was followed by Sung Jay. 33. Uh, and Hatt- I feel like Hatton, I'm forgetting. Hatton was 60. Hatton, 60. And then Burger, a 66. Was, although there were some early 80s. There's some early 80s. It, it settled in around 60. So, and, and then, then we went, go then we go back to a 28 last week. So, like, 60 and below is... The part of the board between, like, that 20 and, like, 60 to 80 is where my cards are usually compacted. And I'm not the only one on heaters. There are people out there that I think are really doing almost the, the same. None of the wins have been that surprising. No, I was off Burger, but a lot of people were on him. Yeah, I, I didn't bet it either, but exactly. But I think it has a lot to do with the courses that we've been seeing. Like, we had the, the huge wind at API when Hatton won, and that kind of neutralized all of, like, the very, very top-end skill and brought them closer to the pack. Same thing at Honda, and that's just a course which neutralizes the best players anyway because you can't just take out driver and bomb it everywhere. Colonial, Heritage, Mexico's the same way that we've just seen. Riviera's really the only one that sticks out in that mix. That's, like, a bombers-type course. Those five all in a row, it just allows so many different people to win. And we're seeing that these 28 to one guys aren't all that much different than the Rory's of the world. Although Rory, Justin Thomas and Rom scare the shit out of me. Oh yeah. They R- are- Rory especially scares the shit out of me because he's there. Yeah. It's just, he's only having two of four good rounds yet. Places he doesn't normally play. He's got he's a different, here. I'm saying like showing up, he would never show up. At the Heritage, the he, week after the He also Masters. said he's never going back to Heritage. <laughs> it's the week, if it maintains the week after the Masters, he's a guy that's going to try to empty the clip. Like, he's a, at Augusta, as a lot of those super elites are. I, have, I, I fear him every time he gets going. I don't care. I don't care. I have zero. That being said, the way golf seems to be at the moment, uh, we started a couple weeks ago. He was at the sevens. We're now getting him crossing 10 uh 12 in this instance i'm not looking to bet it but, but it's I getting can, there but i'm just saying there's no value like it's as competitive maybe it's the hyperbole of me doing this week in week out and loving the sport but it's as competitive as it's certainly been in our lifetime like week in week out and tiger hasn't even 
showed up on an odds board yet. Yeah, no, we, so even, I think we'll see Tiger next week. Next week's Memorial, right? Are we back on schedule? Like, no. like we're on a, no, because it's going to be Memorial back to back weeks. That's going to be a thing that yeah, happens. Yeah, one of them's like a super limited field, almost like a WGC type oh, super event. Oh, I see. I and did, I think I the other one that. is full field. Let's see. I could be wrong. Schedule and tickets. I'm probably not going to buy tickets, but I'll look at the schedule. At least they're offering tickets. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think they just haven't updated the app yet. Uh, John Deere canceled. Where are we? Where are we? Heritage Travelers this week. Uh, it's Rocket Mortgage next week. And then it is the Workday Charity Open at Mirfield Golf Club. And then it's Memorial the next week. Yeah, so I think that Workday one might be like a, a limited field. Okay. And then this next one is... Well, that'll be great news. I'll, I'll get one right up for two weeks worth of work. That's fantastic. And to, don't think I have to change too much if I'm talking about the same course two weeks in a row. Unless they drastically well, alter it, which I don't think that they're going to do. Let's be real. At least from a betting perspective, there aren't going to be many guys showing up at the second event that you're really going to want to have outright money on. That's true. When the top 70 players in the world technically just played it a day ago. Memorial is a class course, too. I doubt, I doubt okay, maybe we don't see Tiger, not next week, not maybe not for the first I don't no, know. He's going to play both memorials, I think. You think so? Yeah. That's what it feels like it's just shaping up for at this Play point. him in the first one, don't play him in the second one? Oh, I don't know when you're going to roster him in terms of figuring that out, but he's certainly going to play great in at least one of them. Uh, shout out to Chris Kirk. Awesome. Back following the Luke List. Luke way. List, Chris Kirk on the Corn Ferry Tour. Good for them. And I blame... Oh, Arnis is trying to qualify for Corn Ferry this week, I saw. And like uh, Kitayama and someone else from the Euro Tour is trying to qualify for this tournament uh, as we speak right now. I had something to say, but I'm going to save it for when we're deeper. Okay. Let's get to the top of the odds board. How about that? Yeah. Rory, Justin Thomas, 12 to 1. Bryson, 14 to 1. Webb, 18 to 1. Those are your four favorites. I think Webb can compete again at this course. Like, he's playing really well. He got his win. <laughs> I'm going to go, go yeah. to the pass on Webb. Might use him on DraftKings, but, like, I'm really – I'm not going to bet Rory, JT, or Bryson. I think I would actually still prefer Justin Thomas out of those three. Um, but I like down the odds board a little bit better, like we've been talking about. I agree with everything you said. If you made me pick one, it'd probably be Justin, which probably feels silly because I do believe in everything I'm saying about Bryson. And I just – Bryson course history here, too. I, I, and Justin Thomas. I don't doubt it for a second, but I don't know. Bryson, every, everything is always working, but at the same time, it just feels like they're, it's a little off. Yeah, so I mean, these are the best three players. Hold on. A little off is insulting with how well he's actually finishing and how hard <laughs> what they're actually doing is. He's outstanding. His form is outstanding. We're on the precipice of certainly him winning event. And I could make a case he could win every major if you broke them down individually. I'd worry the marine layer in San Francisco is going to drive him nuts, though. <laughs> so nothing really to break down with those top four. Pass for us on those guys? From the outright bet, yeah, yeah. I got to pass. But it's fun, as I already mentioned. Like, that lowest guy on the board is already tilting up. And let's say Tiger was here. Tiger would be like, 12, 12 but, or 14. Okay, but that might even click the first guy on the board up a little more. Yeah. Okay. It's tough to put Tiger in a tournament and not have him as the favorite because people will bet him as the favorite regardless. 
I guess, but I don't think people would accept him at 12 to 1 in his first tournament back. You think so? Because some people, especially because golf is the only thing on right now, that the moment Tiger hits this board, they could list him at 5 to 1 and people would bet it. I've never. For sure. I wouldn't, but people would. Okay, I agree with you. And I've never seen people more tilted about a golf like rain delay before. It happens a lot, but there's so many new people to go. <laughs> and it, it couldn't have asked for like the rain delay sucked, but it went deeper into the night, which was nice. And they got everything concluded, which was awesome. Uh, and the rain really fucked up people for the first few holes putting wise. Like Webb came out and left like two feet short on his first putt. And I was like, here we go. Uh, he adjusted quickly, though. So did Berger. But mm, Hatton hit the putt that he like spazzed if, over not hitting. If these are the first two tournaments you've ever watched of golf or bet on golf, you probably couldn't have asked for a better two tournaments. Addicted. It's, it's really worked well to suck new people in. Addicted. And because of the rain delay, it allowed the cameras to readjust on the CBS broadcast of like, oh, and we saw like every shot. Like that's how every tournament should be. Everything we saw. They finally got to Sergio. They weren't showing Sergio. He started making a bunch of birdies. They finally cut to him. He's in the middle of a fucking like wasteland. I'm like, oh God. Here, here we it. go. And he on stuck 16. it. Yeah. And, and he they followed it. it up, hit a beauty, he asked it to be great in the air on 17. And it was. And, and you love it. And you watched him make birdie on 17 and 18 coming home on Saturday. And I had a bet and I was very confident that Sergio and Answer were going to stick those shots a lot better than they did on 18. I'm glad they didn't. Yeah. Put it that way. Especially Answer. So this next level of player, we have Brooks, who I forgot you had bet last week. Did you get any sweat? No, I didn't bet. Oh, you didn't bet? I, no, no, no. I bet Brooks in the first event out. That's right. And was very, like, into it. There's unknowns. Uh, so... I almost had like, oh, he's going to do it this week. He missed the par five putt on 15 from about three feet, which kind of felt like might have been the end of him. It was. But then I think he made a 20-footer on 17, and he feels right. You put him in the fairway in optimal conditions, it's back. His scrambling looked great. I think he even putted well the first event back, despite other things not it's working true. for him. Uh, it's all happening. We're probably another week maybe from, like, he doesn't even have to win to be 15 to 1 the next time we do a show. So the four, 20 to 40 range, it's Brooks at 20, Rom at 20, Cantlay is back. Welcome. Well, finally, 22 to 1, Rose at 25, Xander, Bubba, DJ, all at 28. There's better numbers on all three of those guys out there at different places. Reed, Morikawa, Casey, 33. Abraham answer is the Jason Kokrak of the week. He is now 35 to 1 to win this tournament, along with Sung Jay. Spieth is 40. Former winner here. Those are your 20 to 40 range. I bet a bunch of guys in here. <laughs> I have one bet so far, but I, this is where I'll probably throw darts. Yeah. Or, I, I, I guess these aren't darts. These are more like bullets. I, I could see getting behind betting Rose or Kepka here. I think those are probably both pretty strong plays, but I shall start my card with a guy who couldn't chip last week, couldn't putt last week but struck the fucking hell out of the ball. And you're still getting him at 28. I found a 33 on him. Dustin Johnson. Let's go. I actually, I put this out on Twitter, and I told you. Uh, 33 was, on Dustin? Yeah. Remember, I woke up early. I got the 33 on him and Bubba, and they're both down now already. But 20, a fine number on Dustin Johnson. Maybe we can make it back-to-back. -back. 28's Webb closes at 28. Dustin closes at 28. He was top 10 in the field off. He was number two to Brooks driving last week. He was top 10 in irons and top 10 tee to green. 
back on POA, back in the Northeast. The other POA course that I looked at that seemed to have a very – like you have certain guys that play Travelers every single year. Your Bubba's, Casey, Herman, those types of players. Uh, Bryson tends to play it every single year as well. And I went and looked at the 2017 Northern Trust leaderboard, which is also on POA, also in the Northeast, but was a playoff event. So it had all these guys in it. And the leaderboard was Dustin, Spieth, Rom, Vegas, Casey, Day, Webb, Chapel, Thomas, Streb, Cantley, another guy who tends to play well at this course, Bubba, Louis, Shez, who just won here last year, Rose, Kucher. That was your top 10 in ties at the course that year. So I think Dustin's prime, man. Uh, we talked about not wanting to – he didn't play well enough and because he was paired with Brooks on Sunday. We never saw any yeah. of Dustin. He ended up coming like T17. Guy, like I said, couldn't, couldn't chip, couldn't putt. Not too worried about that. The ball striking appears to be back. Once that's back, just takes a little flick of the switch. And all of a sudden, Dustin's on a run again. So yeah. Dustin, 28 to 1 for me. I mean, I, I was able to grab a 30 uh, early this morning on, um, on our British sites. Uh, everything you sort of said, and it's the Poa Greens. Poa with bent mix. I don't really know what the difference is, to tell you the truth, but get him off of Bermuda. And I'm in. And he's sort of acknowledged in his post that it's like go time. There have been a lot of events in the air, uh, and he's feeling he's feeling right. He's feeling good. I would probably... Brooks is very tempting. Uh, I bet Rose last week I would could be very tempted to go back. He was my one and done last week. Much like someone else you mentioned, Sergio, I feel like Rose missed a ton of, uh, just found some real trouble, made trouble for himself where he didn't have to, and I he can clean everything up. Rose last week was pretty solid across the board, lost one stroke putting, which is not insane. Uh, three off the tee, three and a four on approach, and 2.3 around the green. Uh, where we've seen off the tee and around the green historically weighted around the same amongst the top 10 and top five finishers at Colonial and Harbortown at TPC River Highlands, it much favors driving over around the green. It's almost double as important to the finishers. I mean, approach is always I, higher, but this is where you don't need to be like super long. There's seven par fours from 400 to 450 yards. Like Shez won here last year, but he's, he was good off the tee. I love DJ this week. I think we're finally going to get an awakening. I'm ready for it. I never bet DJ either, but this is a good number, man. I would last week when we did the show, I strongly debated making a like Brooks DJ card, and I didn't end up picking. You can any do that again this week. And they both looked looked really good. Oh man, Brooks looked fantastic. Is your boy Ricky taking the week off? Yeah, I saw. Or is he like three hundred to one? Because I don't see him on my card. He's off. We're in Detroit <laughs> next week, right? Oh, yeah. Sponsorship. I think Rocket Mortgage. Uh, We'll see. We've so, taken the week off. So I'm not done. I, I'm not done in this range. Okay. Like I said, I'm betting Bubba Watson. He's playing well, by of, the way. I know everyone's going to take him, but I'm fucking betting him. I think a lot of people are betting Bubba Watson. I, I, I would think so. I think a lot of people are just blindly taking some of that web money and putting it on Bubba Watson. I, I'm doing that. That's what I'm doing. Uh, the most impressive thing about Bubba is how well he played at, honestly, also, I think I said last week, I was quite surprised how well he played at Colonial. And he had one bad round last week. The other three rounds were fine. So He's playing very well. And you get him back at the course where he's had the most success? Let's do this. I'm actually shocked the number's not shorter. I got it at 33. It's 28 right now. There's still a bunch of 33s out there. I'd recommend taking the better number if you can find it. But I'm also not done in this range. Jeff Feinberg. 
I have one more play. Who do you think that is? Okay, I'm going to guess, but I am thinking about Morikawa. Morikawa, I'm already in. That's the bet. 35 to 1. Yeah, I like uh, everything he does sort of sets up. It is almost off a web... He didn't miss the cut. I don't even know. He had a E. So what happened with Morikawa? He was kind of like, he was like minus nine, I think, going into the final round. Uh, however, he lost almost four strokes with his irons on Sunday. Uh, it's the most he's ever lost in a round. I wrote this up in the column. Uh, he's only ever actually finished two tournaments in the negatives in terms of strokes gained approach. This was one of them. And he still lost like less than a stroke on irons, despite losing almost four in the final round so when i initially said like you want ball strikers morikawa's ball striking upside and consistency rates out with rory and justin thomas and you're getting him at three times the price i think he's ready i think this is get him off bermuda get him back on poa he's a california guy these are the types of green surfaces at least although this one's in the northeast that he's going to be used to so i like morikawa a lot those are my my bunch of three there from this range yeah, no, every, I like all of them. I want to pepper this range even a little farther back, to be well, perfectly honest. What do you do with answer? I just sit it out. Although there is a nice little run of guys playing second. We see them continue the form. So 33 I, to 1, or I'd just rather bet Sung JM. I'd rather lay a couple more points. You could bet Bubba for two less points at a lot of books. I, it's it, hard for me to make the case here it's just is he gonna hit every green and regulation again like he he put in essentially he didn't make the putts that was the big difference but he basically put in an optimal t to green performance and didn't win it's tough to replicate that week to week although this course should really fit his eye he played really well here last year I, i'm just I, okay i don't want to say 35 to 1 is too short because he's playing so well right now but it's almost like that time that we didn't bet Russell Henley at 25 to 1 when everything pointed to Russell Henley, and we missed it. Sometimes you miss it. If answer wins, we miss it. Okay. Then I'm not going to beat myself up about it. Fair, fair, fair points. Way different circumstantially because that was like a Houston Open, and Henley didn't have to beat these guys. Yeah. That's why we just didn't like the number, but the field, you could say, warranted the number. This is still the super FedEx Cup field. Uh, that he would have to beat on a Sunday. And yesterday it was Webb Simpson, who's like, what, the sixth best player in the world? Maybe after the win, he's like third. I don't know. The I, wins do crazy thing for world rankings. I don't know where he got up to. Yeah, he was seventh. Like Hatton would have gone to like eighth in the world or something. Yeah, well, two wins and yeah, two starts. I'm just saying. And, and he won the Turkish like five starts ago. Yeah, you're doing fine. And Burgers are, all flew all the way up to 31, and that was before his performance this week. So I'm sure he's could be jumping in the mid-20s. Yeah, Webb is up to, he passed Dustin, so he's up to five. Dustin's, Dustin, despite playing like shit, is still the sixth-ranked player in the world. I've made this analogy a lot, Pat. To me, Dustin Johnson feels like Aaron Rodgers. That's really. We got I like one that. major. We got one Super Bowl. Now there's all these cool young players. You got Lamar and Mahomes and Russell, who are all amazing. You don't take anything away from all those guys, Deshaun Watson. But all of a sudden, the guy that was like permanently number one or two in the world, despite you could argue a closing factor. Although I'll always defend him because on a different day, he's a four-time major champion. Like his nose hairs and horrible things, and a lot of it may be his own doing. That, and maybe four. Four is too many because maybe it's unfair to give him all of them. But you got to say there's at least one or two more that he should have, and I don't even want to break them down. 
When people try to break them down, it just bothers me. Does It'd be mean- like watching the Chargers game where McCree fumbled when we were going to beat the Patriots in the playoffs after intercepting Brady. They run around like an asshole. Does that make worst moment of my life? John Rom. I've been a pretty privileged one, but that's the worst. John Rom, Russell Wilson. Like people disrespect John Rom all the time. Like Rom could definitely oh. go ham bone here. I would. Well, you were saying Brooks. I'm like Brooks is getting all this love, but Rom being bumped up. Whatever conversation I was on, that was the conversation I want to have next. Like why? Also, maybe in two days Rom could be 22 or 24. I'd, I'd, I'd wait for the drift because no one's betting him. Like if he gets down to 25, I will probably. I'm saving. If we get that 20 to 25, like there are we people, have the 20. The 20's there. My point being is last week when we did the show, uh, our options Webb was a 20. He became a 25. No, he was a 25. We got him at 28. No, I got him at 25. I thought he kept going up because I thought he started low. But anyhow, Rom, I could see getting drift because of the love of um, Bryson in that area. Although I don't really see, it's going to be hard-pressed to see people betting Cantley. But Dustin... Cantley, but people want to bet Casey. Both these guys haven't played yet. I I get that. And you saw Hatton play great at a course fit. And you could argue, I mean, but, every course, a course fit for Cantley at this but, point. But we also saw Hideki come back and horrible, was absolute horrible. garbage. Yeah, it went one of two ways, 100%. Though Hatton and Hideki were the two most ho- high-profile players making their first start, right? Yeah, and it's Casey and Cantley this week. However, at least Hatton was, I think Hatton was like 55-1 to 1 or 60-1 to 1 or something again, or 50-1, to 1, whatever he ended up. At least you're down the board. With Hideki, you still had to lay a big price like you do with these two guys. Like, I don't know. Is at least Cantley is used to the long layoffs because this is how he tends to play. It's one of the logic I like Xander in the first event back is a guy like seemingly plays so little anyway and contends all the time. I just same reason I didn't really want to bet Hatton last week, which almost backfired. I'd rather just bet guys I've seen. And if I could bet Rom or Brooks for two less points, I think I, I would enjoy that bet more. And considering my favorite bet is 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 Dustin at points even farther back, but Rom and Xander, anything there? I, I think that they're both fully capable. Um, I would have far more faith in Rom winning this event, but I want a better number. And you would rat. Like, and I've already made three bets in the twenty-eight no, to thirty-five no, range. Like I can add one more if I stick. If yes. I'm not like clicking everyone's name, I understand that. I'm not almost saying for you to make the bet, but Xander feels like. I mean, he had that great first week. He was 28 coming into Colonial. Had a great week. was like 18, 20. And now he's back to, like, I don't know. Seems like a good bet. I'm surprised we didn't. And you get... didn't think about him with Morikawa? Morikawa was like a stone cold pick there? Yeah, for me. I, I just, I've been waiting for Morikawa in this event for a while. I think this is one he can win. Not to say that I don't, don't think Xander can win. I just especially like how this course sets up for Morikawa. Uh, just getting him off of Bermuda, get him off of Bent, get him back on Poe. We should be good to go. Is I'm, this where Reed got? Oh, this is where Spieth chipped in. I already mentioned that, but yeah. But but um, that was versus Burger. Burger, not Reed. That was a Valspar playoff was the first Reed. Yeah. Sorry. And Sean O'Hare just was talking that, out loud. Sean, Sean O'Hare was in that playoff, too. As, as like, I remember. No, he wasn't. Reed is interesting at 33 to 1, because I strongly considered him, too. But, like... For, like, the first time in, like, four events, the putter was not working at Heritage, and he missed the cut. Like, that's going to happen with, like, him and Sungjae, I was hoping to see in, like, the 40, 45, just because they missed the cut, but the books wouldn't react to it. 
but I think those guys might be DraftKings plays for me. Reed, especially, just because people will go back to Sungjae like they went back to Webb because everyone loves Sungjae. Yeah, he can't miss two in a row would be an- it, impossible. I don't know if he's ever missed two in a row. So that yeah. I wouldn't say it's impossible, but no, with, I'm with the, Reed, th- the thinking that but, people will be but, stamping their lines. But people were back in on Reed last week, and he burned him. People just look for any excuse to get away from Patrick Reed. It's like if Bryson plays poorly, people will be off of Bryson. People hate Bryson. Although the internet is slowly turning on Bryson, that he's now like the best guy in the world. They're finally coming around to our logic on this one. Uh, anyone else from that 20 to 40 you want to hit on? No, I wouldn't mind crawling a little behind. But at this moment... I mean, we do go in order of the numbers. So once we go more down, that's who we will talk <laughs> about next. Trust me. Uh, in on Dustin, and the guys I'm looking at are... Jeez, are, uh, it's too many to name. You really want to miss out on a bubble week? Really? Do we? Can I say something? Sure. Well, I guess Webb won, so that would almost contradict this. By the it way, just feels Webb too is easy. The, Webb is the Philip Rivers. Someone, someone, I think it was Rifo, pointed that out. I he, don't want to get yes, it. Paul. Jeff, he's the he's the bubble whisperer. I know, you but called that was the nickname you made up. How are you going to skip it when I Pat hate say this. when he whispers Bubba, you play Bubba? Sorry. I just like other guys. Sure. I don't like this number at Bubba versus this strength. How stupid are you going to feel when he wins by five? I didn't. Thank God I bet Webb. Because <laughs> I was going to say, uh, part of the reason I didn't bet Bryson last week, I'm like, it's not that easy. Like, we don't just see it. Then everyone says you're the greatest. And then everyone bets you and you just come out and win. But at the same time, Webb probably got more action, more hype from the people that put picks out there and he did come through on it. So I don't know. Well, that happened two weeks in a row. I'm saying yes, (laughs) uh, I guess Bubba could do it. And here's the thing. I love anyone putting a compliment beside Philip rivers name. I don't even want to get in there. Like, I don't even want to like, well, how isn't that a thing? That's web. Web Web's won a major. Yeah. But Webb's won a bunch of tournaments. He tends to win these like tournaments that don't mean anything by and large. Uh, and he has like 38 kids. Yeah. Named his kid Wyndham because that was his first tournament. There we go. Another is guy, that the one a, that Another he... guy who has now won both the Heritage and Wyndham, Webb Simpson. Yeah. I bet Webb the week he hurt himself in the pool. Oh, Greenbrier. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> Good reporting on that one we found out after lock. It's like, thanks. Appreciate it. The 40 to 100 range. I put it out on Twitter. That I am going to go all in on Sergio. I'm betting Sergio at 45. If he does what he did last week. He doesn't even need to do what he did last week. He needs to do like 80% of what he did ball striking last week. Just make a few fucking putts. I went back and looked at his uh, shout out, Fantasy National. Makes the research so much easier for this one. Use slash mayo. Promo code mayo for 20% off too. Quick plug for me. Past 15 (laughs) events, he's gained strokes six times on the green. But when he gains strokes putting... He's averaging almost three strokes gained in the events where he is actually gaining strokes. So if it is a positive week for him, it's going to be good enough to win if the ball striking comes along with it. So that's sort of the type of player that I like. Like, he's a bad putter by and large, but when he putts well, he putts really well. So I'm in. And I called uh, Riviera and Valspar just two courses, I mean, Two courses where I've seen a lot of correlation between leaderboards, and Sergio has played well at both those courses as well. And how does that hold up with your Northern Trust comp? Uh, where did Sergio come that year? Sergio usually skips Northern Trust. Yes, you're right. He's got <laughs> the swag to skip 
like FedEx Cup events. Yeah, that's what that's usually his game because he he likes playing the Wyndham because he I think that was his first win is like or one of his first wins as a young man. I don't. So I, he always goes back to it. Let's see. I'll I'll research Sergio. You can talk about him a little bit. I I'm fully no, I, I'm fully prepared for him to be terrible, but I just he just won me a bunch of no, money. I'm going back in on him. I, now he can win me more money. I mean, I guess it's only appropriate to look at like later Sergio because to take like 25 year old yeah. Sergio stats he, are he, he didn't play in that tournament. The 2017 are, are irrelevant, but I feel like um, certainly when this post 40 year old Sergio plays well, it's a carryover. He played. I don't feel like for so long that like, it's nice to see the ball striking back. Like gained off the yeah. game two weeks ago, gained everywhere last week. Like let's keep and he's a t- he's a Pete Dye guy, man. This might take be an insult to Sergio, who I absolutely love, but I don't really think it is because he is so accomplished. You just see Sergio doesn't need to win to be like super happy. If that makes any sense, he's like got, to he, feel he's, great. He's got his green jacket. He's one of the most. He's one of the richest golfers on planet Earth. He's yeah. one of the richest athletes on planet Earth. He's just playing for kicks at this no, point. But I'm Smashing just saying, clubs and but you Saudi just saw Arabia. like uh, just a hops, just a hop, sti- a hop, kicking a jumper, what hop, stepping a jump, whatever they say. You're gonna cut that out. You're gonna look like an idiot. But he looked <laughs> like he was the intensity between smiling from ear to ear after sticking shots. Uh, I expect it to continue. Sure, why not? You know what I saw a lot of Sunday at Heritage? And this is something straight out of your wheelhouse. Adidas kits. It was, I, kept, okay. I kept thinking that Hatton was Sergio, but then Berger was wearing Adidas. And they didn't even show Dustin. In my notes, uh, actually, now that you mention it, Adidas seems to have come out of the gate and scripted their guys or sent them their new stuff. Nike, I don't know. It's almost been like whatever you had in your closet, just play with. Because there's no consistency among anything the Nike guys are wearing. I know no one else might care about that, but I'm observing that because I wanted to see what they were going to come out with out of the break. I assume they wouldn't be on their their schedule and such. Uh, we've missed some great Masters uh, major scripting, which hopefully they'll hold on to. Uh, I love the U.S. Open stuff because they've incorporated with Wingfoot the Nike like running logo. And they're using it for Wingfoot. I think it's super cool. Uh, but Adidas, they're popping. And they also pop because they're showing up on the leaderboards. But for the first time ever, I left the tournament with in, in forever that Adidas made a bigger impression on me um, from a gear standpoint. Because they're usually just very plain. And they're coming out of that a bit. Uh, and Berger and Hatton and Neiman and a lot of guys were there. So you got a full load of it. And Sergio. And Sergio, yeah. Adidas loves the international players. Yeah, well, they're, I think they're owned by an international conglomerate. I, I, believe, I believe it's a German company. Well, sorry. I meant to say European conglomerate. Uh, certainly it is. But I don't think they have the tailor-made ownership. I think that got sold out. Uh, so that's what conglomerates this do. This entire range, like Woodland's, Woodland Woodland kicks it off at 45. Made a triple on made a qu- Saturday. Made a quad, a quad on Saturday. Is that what it was? And he, then he's just sort of... These big numbers keep happening. What the fuck's going on with them? He's back to old Woodland. He did it just when I It's want- just like Finau is 50. And Finau can't stop making bogeys. He's making a ton of birdies. Can't stop making bogeys. I was feeling good about Woodland Saturday at the Honda. He made like a triple. Next thing you look, I don't even want to follow him anymore. Uh, Woodland, I, I don't think the number is bad because you're seeing a lot of the right things. And it's, again, a course that really will suit him. Although, as you kind of pointed out, it's insulting to say, like, these courses don't suit the guys that just hit it longer. 
That's really like a dumb notion, especially when they're all going to show up here now. Um, that being said, Heritage really lived true to its form. It had everyone. But but the winner, the player type that won fits. He's the best in the world of that player type. Agreed. Uh, but he's it, like advanced Kisner. Yeah, super or, polter. Or, or he's like how, super polter or how Kucher used to be. Or even like, yeah. He's like, Webb right now is like peak Furyk. Yeah. Or like Matthew Fitzpatrick is like when Webb was like a seven-year-old boy. <laughs> he looks like it too. It's the player type, but now there's just how a man does it, executes that player type. Um, so the player type thing continued despite all the big players being there. Also, I don't wanna... Webb's a bit longer off the tee. Than, than you think. Than I thought. And he joked about that because his gains or some progress he's made uh, sort of really gets unnoticed, especially when he's playing great because he's playing beside Bryson. And that's all the talk in the world. And they played together, I want to say, the first three days. They did. And it, as a guy who loves golf, loves it, you get to go out in the morning and play, you get to come home in the afternoon and watch. It's so awesome like that. Seeing Webb and Bryson both dominate a course playing it very differently is so awesome to me. And that goes a part of what you mentioned leading into Colonial and Heritage, that it doesn't really matter what you do well, you could succeed as here. As long as you do it well, yeah. you'll be good here. But to see them side by side, group in and group out, three days, both if you were watching the live, you could have seen it. Uh, just they were mastering the course on Thursday and Friday, just playing it differently. And it was well, awesome. And let's let's talk about people who are like, well, people who play with Bryson, you know, they don't play well. Mm, not this week. Yeah, no. <laughs> Webb played fine. So the other guys from this entire range, like I think Finau is going to play well. I'm not betting him at 50 to 1. I think a top 10 bet at like 27 plus 275 is could be worth it. What's his best finish here? Because I feel like this is one of those courses where he's like... Every, I'm telling you, man. He's come, I think, top five at every course on tour. <laughs> one win. Crossover. Every match. moment I started to not, not worry about him per se, he went backwards. But every time he got my attention on a leaderboard, he followed it up with a bogey. La, he's played 19, 17, 16, and 15. So we skipped 2018. Miscut 17th, 25th, 25th for Tony Finau. I don't think a ton separates that bet from Sergio's, though, other than trusting Sergio to actually win the effing tournament. You mean Sergio, who has, like, 30 worldwide wins in a major versus Tony Fino? Yeah, I, I get it. No. <laughs> I say What they do, like, right. Yeah, I agree. That's all. <laughs> it's just, it's, when you say it like that and you compare them, it's a little bit different. Farther back. I think the number's the same, and we saw some life. And I mentioned last week when we were talking about this player, I said, you don't really need to bet him because at 60 or 66 because Neiman was 90. Well, I don't mind Victor Hovland you, at 60 So this week. I, I got someone else, too. So for the record, when we get to the one and dones, I shall break it down for you now. Would you like to know who is Andercursed for the week? Yes, I do. Well, I know, and he got the right to pick because – He'd pick first anyway, but he had Bryson. I had Rose. You managed to use M on his miscut. That's a I, skill I, in and of itself. I have, you get bonus points for that. I had Webb last week, and he missed the cut. I've had three miscuts in a row in the one and done. And I've hit winners two of those three weeks. Insane. <laughs> so, yeah. So he went with Jocko Neiman as his one and done this week. By and high on Neiman. Maybe, like, here's the funny <laughs> thing, though. Neiman's a better bet than Answer. Answer might win, and Neiman might lose. But I think that they did almost exactly, like, answer played better, obviously, T to Green, but they were very close in the ball striking department, and you're getting 15 more points with Neiman, who's already won on tour before. I don't dispute any of that. 
Like if you wanted, like if you were stuck between them, you could bet both of them. I think they're both fine plays this week. But of all three of them, the one I'm considering betting is Hovland. Hovland. How do you pronounce it? Because I never do. It I right. believe it's Hovland. Hovland. It's like it's Xander Shoffley. Not Shifley. What's that? Big Dick Vic. Big right. Dick Vic. Uh, I'm actually going to pass on both those because I kind of pat at the top of the card. Uh, Leishman do anything? He's won here. Leishman's 50 won. to 1. A sneaky guy that got himself into trouble the first hole at Colonial and kind of played well after that. Uh, I'm considering Leishman. I haven't made a bet in this range yet. I was really looking at Scheffler at 75. I saw an 80 on him, too. Keeps climbing. We started at Colonial like ridiculous. Didn't play last week. Uh, he was a withdrawal before the event. Non-COVID okay. related, yeah. unlike Nick Watney. Um, and now he comes back. Like, again, I said, like, ball strikers. There's a reason I'm in on Morikawa. Like, this could be a Scheffler spot for me. Like, who strikes? Even at Colonial, he was striking the shit out of the ball. Couldn't make a fucking putt. Now you're getting, now he was what? What was he at Colonial? 40? 40. 35? Four, we'll say 40. And, maybe he dropped to 35. And now he's going to be 80? But buy the dip, man. It worked with Webb. Buy the dip. Webb was 20 to 1. He dips to 28. You buy the dip. Buy the dip with Scheffler. No, there was dip everywhere. Brooks, uh, dip. I bet Neiman the first event out at Colonial. He was like 125 or something. No, he was like 50 or 60. Was he? He was 125 last no. week, I think. I know what he was last week, but I, I didn't, wasn't there last week. So that was certainly annoying. Uh, yeah, you can get into, uh, into the dip, but the reverse dip is the Bubba. Sure, but that was always going to be the case at a course where he's won three times. It didn't matter what It's it just was like when be. he shows up to Riviera. Yep. The other, I, now guys who we're not buying the dip on because it's moving up, Connors is now 80 to 1. This should be a Connors course, but we saw on the weekend what happens when Corey Connors doesn't go full answer and hit every green in regulation. He can't fucking do anything. Yeah, I promised to lose a lot of money on Corey Connors this week. I was mad at myself that I didn't do that last week, but again, he's been struggling on Saturdays because he's been there. He might have even been there going into Sunday, just two off, right? He could have was 13, I, I think minus 13 headed into Sunday, so he's right there. I believe he was. No, oh, I, I was looking for Kucher. Kucher's not playing. I was like, where the hell is he? He's normally in this range. Um, I was. You reminded me Harmon's a course wizard, but yeah, I really thought we one. could catch a number, but I got no interest now. Yeah, Kisner and Poulter are in here too, along with Fitz. Um, like I said, Sergio at 45 to me, and then my strong lean, if I want to get into it, will be Scheffler at 80 with the each way. But I would, I, I don't mind your Hovland. I actually, going through the numbers, I found this to be very interesting. If you had to guess, over the last 36 rounds, ball striking, strokes game ball striking, which is a fantasy national stat, it combines off the tee 50%, approach 50%. And that is what you want to hammer down on at this course in particular. Who do you think the best player in the in this field at least over the past thirty six rounds is Victor. It's Victor. It's Victor Morikawa, Bryson, Rory, Justin Thomas, and maybe Vic's the play. How was Vic chipping last week? Did he figure it out again, or was he back to his usual self? He was back to his usual self last week around the greens. He gained marginally at the Charles Schwab, but he was twenty first. Now he made his first ever debut here as a pro. I want to say. Or maybe they let him play as an amateur. Uh, 2019, last year he played, he came 51st. He lost four strokes around the green, and he lost three strokes on the green. Good ball striking week. Gained almost six strokes off the tee. He's, the way that his game sets up is he's Rory. Once he learns how to putt and chip, he's Rory. Yeah, he's going with the Pete Cowan coaching, and it already paid off. I think he chipped in for Eagle on the weekend. 
Or maybe that was Friday? No, that was, that was Monday. Or uh, Thursday, sorry. Oh. He jarred it on 17 or 18 from the middle of the fairway. Either way, th- that's, the, that's what I'm not looking forward to here, is that we get a leaderboard like the one we just had going into Sunday at Travelers, but Rory's one of those guys, and Rory shoots like 58. Yeah. Furyk had the 58 here. Like If you can hit a wedge and start sticking them, Start, start rolling in a few putts. We just see Rory do it so often. It's like 72 or 60. It's infuriating when you don't have him. Oh, it's also infuriating when you do have him and he doesn't do the 60. It's like, I finally bet Rory. Rory, why are you shooting a 76 on Sunday? What's going on here, man? But, yeah, maybe Scheffler or Hovland. Maybe one of those two. Maybe I should just be smart and bet Neiman, but I probably won't. He's Andrew He is Andrew I can't wait. I can't wait for him to take Xander. He can be Xander cursed. <laughs> Long shots. <laughs> Thanks, Paul. <laughs> Two that I'm looking at here. So I mentioned Riviera and Valspar as potential corollary courses. I mentioned that other one where this guy came 25th at the Northern Trust in 2000. And... 17, a course that rewards ball striking, really puts a de-emphasis on around the green. Uh, he was 35 to 1 last week in some spots. Jason Kokrak is now 100 to 1 this week. I am going to bet Jason Kokrak at 100 to 1. Give me the each way. I might play a top 20 on that as well. Like Everyone was so gung-ho to use him last week, and he goes to a course where he shouldn't have any success and didn't have any success because he couldn't putt, because the guy can't putt. But let's, let's get him back here. I like him here. And Max Hama. Max Homa. 160. 160 Pretty to big. 1. I'm going to be in on that as well. I'll probably play that as a top 20. And before I forget, I'm going to play Johnny Vegas first round leader once those odds come out. Back to back weeks, he's had one like scorching round. So hopefully he can do it in the first round here. And he was third at that uh, 2017. He's been playing well the past two weeks. If Kevin is healthy, that doesn't interest you? <sighs> it's the driving at this course. Like, driving the past, especially last week at Heritage, didn't mean... I mean, it can mean a lot if you do well. But you can win at Heritage without driving the ball really well. I, you'd be hard-pressed to win at this course without driving the ball well. Okay. I mean, the guy doesn't win, but Louis at 100 is pretty enticing. Okay, Jeff Ulrich. It, it's Play a- him, why not just bet him top 10, then? Bet him top 20. It's like Fino. If you just bet Fino top 10 instead of ever betting him to win, you'd be up a lot of money. And Keegan, he didn't play last week, I don't think. Keegan did not. Do you know how many strokes Keegan gained putting at the scores last year? <laughs> how many? 9.6 <laughs> and couldn't win. So it's a happy place. He's from the area, sure. Um, I'm going to pass on Keegan. Uh, I might play him DraftKings. I want to say that um, Lucas got a tough break. Because he had to know on the first tee that Watney had COVID and he had to have an emergency test. Granted, I think the PGA Tour handled that whole situation very well and transparent. So I, I was to them. I was so worried. Just just because I, I I immediately started like I was talking about with Webb when he had the two foot putt and answers in the middle of the fairway. It's like oh Webb's gonna miss this and answers gonna make it and I'm gonna lose. Like I'm going immediately to worst case scenario as soon as the the news came out that someone tested positive and it was Watney and he had played around one i was like oh god they're shutting this down again and i know that the procedures in place have it dictated exactly the way that it played out we're going to test all the people we came in contact with see what goes on just my mind went to like we're going to be without golf for three months again we, we just got it back and it's going to be gone so i'm glad i hope nick he seems to be doing all right at least by early reports him and his family no one else 
has been confirmed positive. A bunch of negative first tests came back. So it seems like they've avoided a cluster. But it's just going to take one guy on one of these planes where everyone's traveling, and they're going to be fucked. It's going to be like 25 guys. Have I saw it. There was a tennis tournament that Djokovic was at this weekend. Like seven guys tested positive or something like that. Like you, They have to avoid that. So then wouldn't you argue the, like, charters the worst thing they could be doing? A lot of guys are just flying probably very, like, limited flying private. But if everyone's taking the test and they're testing negative and you're putting them on the charter, Watney didn't. I think he flew with Sergio, and Sergio tested negative. I you guess. see Sergio's, like, quote? Yeah. I, I People got really upset about him with that. He said that there are people who are far more deserving to get it than Nick Watney. Because he's a good guy. I think what he meant was, like, Watney was observing... All the rules. Like, yeah, like, he was distancing. Like, he was, like, not shaking hands with people, and he got it. And I think what Sergio meant is there's people out here who just aren't doing that whatsoever. Yeah. Okay. I, th- I think that's what he meant. It's open to interpretation. I don't mind. Where Sergio's like, fuck everyone else. I wish they got it. I like Nick Watney. Yeah, no, that's sort of how uh, it read to me at first. A uh, couple things. As it pertains to the bombs, or the, the long shots... Mm-hmm. Because I was having these really infuriating moments this week. Uh, I almost feel, and you could tell me, like, no, it's stupid. You got to just be on your feet and change with the week. I feel like when you like the guys back here, you almost have to ride them for for a bit of time. Because Yeah, but I want to get out of that strategy only because look at the, like, look at the past. When was the last time a like Nick Taylor, I think, is at Pebble? Was the last triple digit to win? Okay, then then we shouldn't even bet them. Period. I, I am agree. Like, I, I, but I'm saying when you do bet them or find the guys you like, I think it should be more like your Siwoo thing because just as an example, like last week or for Colonial, the longer shots guys that I liked and I touted uh, for Telly, Neiman, Norin, EVR. I'm probably even Connors and they were all showing up this week and you just get in this. And maybe it's just because golf was back. And if we were like in the hunt of the summer, I would have stuck with these guys in my lineups or, or on, you know, placing bets, what have you. These guys are better for top twenties and DraftKings. They really are. Of course. But my, my thought process really is when you, if you are going to play them, I think you just have to find your horses that you like and you trust and that are confident are going to win I don't know, once in a season or season and a half. <laughs> so there, and you'll make good on on it. There are a couple guys down here. I, I'm probably not going to bet them, but like first round leaders, top 20s. I had four top 20s, all at long odds. They all made the cut and were within one shot of the top 20 uh, going into to begin Saturday's round. None of them finished inside the top 20. It was Bizinilut, Duncan, Bill Haas, and the inventor of basketball, the Knights who say, me, Smith. Oh, pretty good. But this week, like, there's a couple guys from down here you can you can seriously consider. Like I said, it'll be probably Kokrak and Homa for me as actual, like, bets. I'll probably put you know, a few on them to win and win. But Varner continues. Like, he didn't play well last week, but him and Neesmith are actually pretty good, especially in the ball striking department. Grio, Grio's down to 225. I don't know Sorry. if he's ever going to win again, but we'll see. Hoagie and Stallings are both at 300 to 1. Like, Hoagie's a ball-striking whiz. And Stallings played really well last week. Get him back on POA. Like, that's kind of his jam. Matt Jones uh, and Aaron Wise both hit a lot of greens of regulation, man. Like, you know who has a really good course history here and is sort of the prototype of, like, the crappy player that I want to back? Brennan Steele. Brennan Steele has a good history at this course. And he's, like, a ball-striking dynamo. He doesn't really do anything else all that well. But... 
at this course, that seems to play. And these are the types of guys that can do what Brendan Steele I'm has done in the past. Where is he? Uh, Steele is 225. Like, he's been bad, so I'm not going to bet him. But, like, those other guys that I mentioned. We also have this guy. I'm going to screw up this name. Big time. Oh, Tigala. Yeah. Like, I was going to go with the first name. Sathith? Sahith? Either way. He's the plus, he was the, uh, his first pro round was on the Outlaw Tour three weeks ago. Shot a 62. was first round leader. He is the Haskins Award winner from last year at a Pepperdine. He just won the Hogan Award uh, when they presented it at Colonial. He's the best guy to come out of college. I only mention this because we've seen this type of guy win right away. Morikawa won right away. Wolf won right away. Hovland's already won. Should we be just throwing five bucks on the each way, 350 to one on him? Like he's an elite player. Okay. I don't disagree with that. I'm just going to go back to something we said, and I want to bring it full circle. I can acknowledge because like the people that need to make like a plus EV bet all the time or whatever. That's, I, that's I, I, I am not one of those. We, people. I'm not one I'm of a big people. minus EV guy. I'm happy. Like you're like, Oh, because I just said that it's dumb to just bet these guys like ever. And I know you're talking about more like T10s, T20s than actually winning. But I'll come full circle here and say I'd rather – I like having fun. And if there's guys I like at big numbers, I know there's dead fish money. Like, of course, betting a golfer at 150 to 1, it's a dead fish. <laughs> like, if it gets a pulse, you're, you're lucky. So my- it doesn't even pay enough. The 150 to 1 should be 300 to 1, and the 300 to 1 should be a million to 1. I'll be in on the top 20 as well. I'll probably bet him to win only because of this. 350 to 1 is a nice payday if he wins, obviously. Uh, you get the each way on him, pays one-fourth of that number. It's also a nice payday. The top 20 will probably be like 14 to 1 or 10 to 1 or something like that. The big thing is, is the difference between him, say the last name again? T- Tigala? I could be wrong, but I read it as Tigala. I, I read it as Tigala as well. So solid eyebrows. Where is he Tigala. actually from? The States. He's out of Pepperdine. Like he like just, went to school at Pepperdine. He finished. He just finished his. They got. They. Like they is he uh, American? I believe so. Yeah. Um, maybe he's international. I don't know. I don't. I, I don't have the listing on him. Either way, talent wise, he rates out not on the same level as like Hovland and Morikawa and even Bryson. When Bryson first bust onto the scene out of college, like he almost won right away. That. I know that the Doc Redmonds, another one who played really well last week, the Redmonds, the Griots, the Hoagies, the Matt Jones, the Aaron Wise, the Luke List, I know what they are and their talent level compared to this very top level. I don't know what T. Gallo's talent level is compared to some of these guys. Like, he could be as good as Morikawa. Like, his pro- I know he's a rookie, and this is his, like, you know, PGA, like, real PGA debut right now as a pro, but he... Like, who's to say that he's not better than Neiman? You know what I mean? 100%. And we love those guys. Yeah. And as and long now as you're, not, as long as you're not Big Panda. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is he the most overhyped golfer of all time? I think he missed the cut on the Outlaw Tour. Uh, the, no, there was another guy. Was Ty Tryon? Yeah, that was the one. That was that's like 25 most, years ago. That, that guy's most, like on the senior tour yeah, now. That's the most overhyped golfer I can ever remember. Uh, yeah, he's American, American born. Born, uh, I want to say Orange, California. Nationality, American. So grew up on POA anyway? There we go. Uh, and this is his debut as a professional? Yes. Well, his debut as a professional was on the Outlaw Tour, the Lone yeah. Tree Classic. I mean, he Became qualified third. for the 2017 U.S. Open. 
missed the cut. Shocker. That, that's gonna happen. Shocker. Uh cool. that guy. Who was that guy? Cole Hammer? Was that a guy? Yes. You will li- if you have a strong name, you will live in infamy. You really will. I want to see Max Mayo on a leaderboard, bud. Me too. <laughs> that's it. That's okay. It. So quick picks for me. I'm in on Dustin 28, Bubba 33, Morikawa 35, Sergio 45. Those four. I'm going to give a look between Scheffler and uh, Hovland this week uh, at 66 and 80. Probably pick one of those two. And I'm in on Kokrak and Homa, and I'll give T Gala a shot at plus 350. Wednesday, when I do the live show, I'll have my full card with first round leaders um, in top 20s, that kind of thing. And I can see like a range of Grio, Redmond, Stallings, Hoagie, Matt Jones. I'll try to whittle those guys down. And maybe Neesmith is another one that I could potentially see as a top 20 bet as well, along with T Gala. Uh, and try to hammer down on that. Try to come up with three or four at decent odds. I think they'll both be anywhere from like seven to twelve to one. I'll whittle it down, and that's where I'll be. Johnny Vegas, first round leader as well. Got to remember to do that. Text me and remember when the odds come out on Tuesday. I don't think me. you're going to need a reminder. You'd be surprised what I forget all the time. Okay, fair enough. I got dad brain now, man. Uh, Can't remember shit. There it is. Snet- uh, just quickly, Snedeker was hurt. Or he withdrew from something? He withdrew from Colonial. He played last week. Okay. I think he missed the cut. I don't even remember. Uh, Dustin and Victor are the bets that are in. I am going to add two of these four players. You know what? I could probably just be clean with it. I'm, I don't want to make an official card, though. You you tweet out what your card is on Wednesday. People can find it there. I'm waiting for that. I, I don't want to put in any of like the the Hovland or the the like any of those two because I want to see if Rom drops. If Rom drops yeah. to 25 or 28, then well, that's the players that I was about to say. That, that okay, the collection of players. I think I'm going to bet two of them. And right now, I don't want to say who I'd bet right now because then I get stuck and I'm a mental midget. And I don't want to come off it. Two of these four. Rom. I hope I'd love a drift. Love a drift. Rom, Xander, Morikawa, and Rose. Not a Rose guy. Wasn't a web guy. You saw Morgan Stanley on the card last week. I saw great things. I saw a continuation of Colonial. And uh, I'm, I enjoy Rose when I don't need to really even depend on the putting. When it is the ball striking that is getting it done for him. Because that is the bread and butter. And you hope enough putts will drop. And you have one round sort of hopefully that's on the weekend like at Colonial. Uh, his opening seven under Thursday. Those are the four that I'm choosing. Ah, but you want to you want to hear some good news? Yeah. At the site that we use, Bubba and Dustin have just dropped to thirty. So I might have to go bet those uh, ASAP. <laughs> what are we talking about? I'm just looking at the outright to win odds, like the ones that I have on the sheet in front of us. Since we've started the show, they've drifted. Webb is down to twenty. Cantlay's down to twenty five. Rama stayed the same. Rose is down to twenty eight. Xander, Bubba, and Dustin are all now thirty. And Casey has gone down to 40. Sergio at 50. All right, we're getting better numbers now. Here we go. I like this. I like this a lot. So Dustin Dustin and Bubba at 30. Morikawa at 35. Sergio at 50. Boom. Love it. Sorry. People are juicing up JT Poston, by the way. He's now up to 60 to 1. Leishman dropped to 60 as well. And they have now offered the top six each way. Now, it doesn't look like they're offering the top six each way this week. Anyway. Feel much better about that now. Love to see it. One and done. Selections of the week. I already mentioned Tim Andacus, the leader right now. 
He has three consecutive top tens in the one and done, which is nice. He is going with Joaquin Neiman. Jeff, who are you taking? Colin Morikawa. I will take Dustin Johnson as my one and done play of the week. I will do it on the Pat Mayo experience. Oh, yes, you have a question. If you are able to bet live and you don't host a podcast and you feel obligated that you're beholden to things that you're saying, <laughs> so you just want to make the bets, uh, if you could resist getting bets in and seeing who has that afternoon tea time, like just hypothetically, Justin Thomas goes out early and plays well, and Dustin Johnson hasn't teed off yet, the numbers all go up. Yeah. They all go up. And nothing's changed. It's not a shocker that Justin Thomas would play well in the first round. Agreed. And I, I'm just using Justin as an example. But you see some guys with the name value play well. It's like, oh, the, they're going to win. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you, Webb and Bryson actually did. Or, well, Webb actually did win. And he played well. Yeah, but what, what you well. want but is you like. You know what I'm yeah, saying. But what, what, you, what you want is like Brooks to go out and be the first round leader through nine holes. And then all of a sudden. Like if you have a good name who's going out and doing it, it pushes everyone back. When, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. When, oh, when Matthew Neesmith is in first place, no one really And changes. then, like, Woodland would go from 45 to, like, 60 without hitting a shot. Yeah. If that's what you're into. If that's what you're into. Um, me and you by the pool. If that's what you're into. Yeah. <laughs> Flood so of the Concords did not do well in that HBO bracket that I saw on the weekend. Ah, oh, crap. I just don't know if I'm going to bail on my one and done from last week. Like, I maybe should ride that out a little. I mean, Rose. Rose? But I don't want to. Give it some thought. You don't. No one's forcing you to commit right now. We're we're going through the field here. I just feel good about this tournament. I want to waste my money that I just won. I'm going to do something dumb. Okay. I know this. the back row is going to snicker. You're betting Tony Fino? No. You're going to bet Ricky Tony Fa- Finau. Does Ricky Fowler have a better chance to win this week than Tony Finau does, despite not being in the field? No, but I'm going to take Tony Finau and get double the odds and bet Louie at 100. It, Enjoy it's that. In, <laughs> it's in America. I don't, it is in America. Whatever. How many times? He's won as many times as uh, Me. Tony has in a real tournament, not the Puerto Rico Open also, in America. Tony, zero career wins on in the United States. Mainland. Mainland. Yeah, or they, they, that was Justin Thomas for thing like for a, a couple months. We got to say Justin Thompson never won on mainland USA, and I thought he was only going to be this guy that would win tournaments in, at like in twenty Hawa- at in, like in 20 Hawaii under. and Malaysia. Yeah, like oh, like if it's twenty under, Justin's in play. But if it's going to be like a hard test of golf, yeah, I don't know if I like that guy. He was like twenty two at the time. Yeah, <laughs> I know, it was all an over. But I all hold on. I don't want to get into the whole long story of it. But I said from day one, despite my also opinions on Spieth, is it had to drive Justin crazy early in his career? Because I'm sure since he was 10 years old, his win rate head-to-head versus Spieth was probably like 80%. <laughs> and Spieth was winning everything, and he couldn't win yet. Um, but we'll see. All right, that will do it on the Pat Mayo Experience at gfeinberg 17 to follow Jeff. I may get another slew of Millionaire Maker tickets to give away again this week. Smash the like button. 
that would really help. But I'm going to be doing this giveaway on Twitter at the PME. I gave away $400 worth last week. I'm asking for more this time around. Hopefully I get them. Uh, it's usually Wednesday uh, when I do the contest. And you're going to be wanting to follow along. I would not turn on the notifications because I tweet far too much. Bad follow, actually, once you really come down to think of it. But I'm giving away money, so you got to follow. Uh, leave the review, unlike Jeff, on the audio podcast. That is the currency of this program. And use fantasynational.com slash mail to get yourself 20% off playing the PME Open. Lots of stuff going on. You got bucks to spend. You might as well go spend them. Maybe win some more, all right? I'm Pat Mayo. Thank you for watching. I'll see you next time. Experience! Experience!